Pick, pick any number. Double, triple, ten times. What's 50 times more? I don't know. That's a... That's a good no, one. That's a really good one. So there's two answers. One answer is that um, if a person were to say, I want to give my value to the temple, so the Torah actually says what his value is. The value of a regular man is 50 silver coins, or oh. 50 shkalim. So Haman is saying, I'm going to give the full value of every person. I own them. Others say much more fascinating. They say Joseph was sold by the brothers. Right. Right? He was sold for the equivalent of, uh, of I believe, 20 of those half coins. Okay. Right? So he was sold for 20, of the, I think it's 20 of those half coins, maybe 40, it should be 20. 20 of those half coins. Oh, am I getting close? No, I got another minute. Okay, here we go. 20 of those half coins um, would end up adding up to 1,000 uh, loaves. And as it's going to be, right, it's going to be, it's going to be that much more. There are 200, it's... It's, it's going to be times 10. It's going to be 1,000, so it's, whatever, five times more. It's each one is five times more. It's five full coins instead of a half a coin, so it's 10 times more. I'm sure I'm going to get confused on the math, but the, the gist is there. Why do you want to do it that way? Because the Jewish people, the tribe, sold their brother, and were never punished for it. Solomon says, I'm reminding God about the punishment. So in that case, you should only give 1,000 silver loaves, not 10,000. So he says, just to be sure, I'm going to throw in the Ten Commandments. Right, multiply it by ten. That way, I'll show God. Look, they saw Joseph. They were never punished for it. Even the Ten Commandments don't keep so good. And that would be Haman's way of acquiring us and winning the battle. And we're already up to our last break. I'm joined by Sandy Rosen. We'll be back to wrap things up. So hold through the break. I'm Rabbi Tzvi. Listen to Let's Talk to New Radio Media, and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Andy, and I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, Podquesters where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sleeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the dungeon master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, Podcasters. See you there. Times we see a guy running down to first base, and it's, it turns into a hobble. Get yeah. umped. I mean, that's the, get umped. <laughs> I can't be the same guy. Can't be the same guy. Yeah, what's up? This is your boy, Walter Jones, also known as Zach, the original Black Ranger, and you are geeking out with Geek Taming Weekly at New Radio Media. It's worth the time. BG song, Staying Alive, just might help someone you know stay alive. It's one of those beats you just can't get out of your head once it's there. And it turns out the disco song has 103 beats per minute, which happens to be the perfect number to maintain the rhythm for performing CPR. A study out of Illinois found that doctors and medical students who listened to the song while they were practicing CPR not only performed flawlessly, but they also remembered the technique five weeks later. The keys to CPR are performing the technique aggressively, that is pushing hard enough and pushing on the chest fast enough to force the blood to where it needs to go. So when it comes to proper technique, it turns out that compressing the chest to the beat of staying alive really can help the victim stay alive. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
And we're back. Our last few minutes with Sandy, who looks so tan. It's fantastic. And it's not just the amazing lighting in this room. But uh, as we always do at the end of each show, we have our poster. Kelsey is ready. Kelsey is ready. So we're up to the letter pay. It's really pay or fay. Um, I guess it's like a C and then it has like a hanging yud upside down. It makes that p, that pe, pe, pe sound. Right, you put your lips together, it's called a pay. Its numerical value is 80. So the word I thought of this week was Pesach, but not the holiday. It's spelled the same. But Pesach means a doorway or an opening. And, and, I guess the maybe one of the things we learn from sacrifices is God's giving us an opening. He's giving us like a way in. The door is not closed when we do something wrong, right? A lot of times we think, I mean, parents are very good at that, right? In other words, we do something wrong. I mean, I guess we're a little old-fashioned. But I remember in my cousin's house, if somebody did something wrong, so they were called back into the father's study, like the back room of the house. You remember such uh, I get the idea, yeah. You get the idea. So, but the idea was... My dad just whooped me anywhere, you know, right on the spot. He didn't get away, okay. Fine. He's not suing anyone, don't worry. It was was P for pole. You're getting it right here. (laughs) Sorry. Well, here we go. I'm going to lose my thought again. I love it. Sorry. Anyways, no, don't be sorry. So, so the idea that if if the door is open, right, so you can go in, you can have a conversation, you can speak to somebody, if the door is closed... So you might knock gently and then run away and say, oh, I tried to talk to you, but you didn't answer and stuff like that. So that's this idea. So God really opens the door for us. In other words, when I do something wrong, that is not the end of the story. I can correct and fix what I did, whether I can bring a sacrifice, which we can't do nowadays, whether I can, uh, whether I could uh, do, I could repent or study, uh, right, yeah, yeah. charity, all these good things. And, right? and he welcomes it. Yeah, he wants it. No, that's why. That's the whole setup. We're, we're not perfect beings. We're not supposed to be perfect. Um, there were four people in history that never sinned. None of them are famous, and some of the names you might not even recognize. And the reason is because I can't learn anything from the perfect guy. If you are perfect, so I don't relate to you. You're perfect. I can't. You want me to be like you? You're perfect. Give me a guy for my leader who's not perfect. He made mistakes. He picked himself up. He brushed his uh, shirt off, and he moved on. That's, I don't know, you don't learn from those people? Oh, no, I agree 100%. I mean, it would be nice to have uh, someone perfect as a role model. Um, however, it, it's unrealistic. I mean, it, you know, it was, it's, it, it's a high goal to set for oneself. Right, but w- would a perfect person be the perfect role model? I mean, if you were to follow their example all the time. Yeah, but what happens is as soon as it doesn't work, you say, oh, he's perfect. I can't learn from him. Uh, right. I actually spoke to a, a, a lady yesterday or two days ago in Israel. We'll interview her probably in about six weeks. So she has a book about PTSD and low self-esteem. So she herself went through a lot of, a lot of trauma. So she says, so when she talks to people, they relate. You went through it. You survived. Let me learn from you. Right. I tell you, I want to tell you this story. Very quick story. I just want you to take on this story. It's interesting. I'm not sure what you think about it. So lady in town sends me a message. I guess she sent out the story to people. She says, she starts the story. She says, if you're ever half an hour late to a meeting with me, um, if 
this following story happened, I'll let you keep the meeting. What happens? She's driving down, I'm guessing 94, 96, one of those highways, and she sees a car pulled off to the side. Now, again, when we were growing up, if somebody's stuck on the side of the road, it was very likely you might pull over, depending on time. Is everything okay? No cell phones, right? You can't call anyone. What are you going to do? Nowadays, you see some on the side of the road, you assume, oh, they have a cell phone, There, no smoke coming out of the car, they're probably fine. This lady stops. Stops on the side of the road. She goes, she sees an older woman. Now, this is like a perfect story for Michigan, you understand. An older woman, she says, what's the matter? She says, you know, I just hit a humongous pothole, and I'm afraid to drive my car. Like, I, I could break down, who knows damaged, what. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Maybe the brakes fell off. Who knows? <laughs> Axles, everything. So she says, uh, says, I'll follow you home. You drive, I'll be right behind you. She lived a few miles away, and she took care of her. So with like a minute left, any thought on that story? You appreciate the story, it's not realistic. What do you think about that story? Well, you shouldn't be a half an hour late, you know, for starters. Okay, uh, fine. It, it reminded me of another story I thought you were going to tell was that uh, this, you know, this guy's driving 120 miles an hour, and the state troopers are chasing him. And if he finally pulls over, and the state trooper says, "Listen, if you have, if you can give me one good reason why I should let you off the hook, I'll let you off the hook." And the guy said, "Well, a few years back, my wife ran off with the state trooper. I thought you were bringing her back." <laughs> Is that how you're going uh, to end I'm my show? <laughs> What's the, what, what would be the thought? You know, I, I think the thought is we have to open our minds and our eyes sometimes to help people. I think, I think we're very, very oh, focused. We, we have our lives. We have our children. We have, we have our homes. We have our businesses. We have our students. We have whoever we're taking care of. We even have our projects that we do for charity. I, I am in this charity. I'm not in that charity. We're very, very focused on, on what we want to do. And and sometimes we need to go out of the box and be kind. Right, I understood. Right, right? and we were talking about earlier about being kind, and that's a way of uh, go ahead. It's in our nature, you know, when someone's late to say, "Oh, the first thing conclusion you jump to is they're inconsiderate or they don't care," or, you know, and they left me standing here in the cold, and you're supposed to be here, and they 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 don't. People's first reaction ought to be, "Boy, I, he's late. I wonder if everything's okay. Maybe right. Perhaps there was an accident." But it's in our nature to want to find fault first. Yeah, and there we have it. Here comes the music. Lots of thank you, Sandy. Thank you so much I made for coming up for the state trooper joke. Oh yeah, I gotta thank our sponsors, listeners. I couldn't do without you. Thank you to my team. Here today we got Tony, Kelsey, Zach, Angel. I hope I left you some food for thought. Until next week, I am Rabbi Sweet Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah, New Radio Media. And until next week, don't forget to think about it.